I want to just share a couple of thoughts with you, really. Um, so this is going to a little shift of gear, but it kind of comes off the back of where we've been. And I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about something, and then I'm going to dare you to do something at the end. All right, we're in this dare to be series, which we kicked off on uh, Sunday, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about something, and then I'm going to dare you to do something. And what I'm going to talk to you about is I'm going to ask the question, why do we put so much effort into Christmas? I mean, why am I listening to Christmas songs in August? Because that was the truth, all right? Because I've been listening to Christmas songs since August. Why are our amazingly talented musicians, and aren't they brilliant? They've had no rehearsal for tonight because of time. We've had a few uh, dropped out through sickness, and we've had to ask people to step in at the last minute, and they're amazing. Why are our amazingly talented musicians learning 14 brand new songs for Christmas, okay? Why are our incredibly servant-hearted and talented technical people going to put in hundreds of hours over the next five, six weeks? Literally hundreds of hours. I'm not exaggerating. Between them, that's what they'll do. Why are so many of you going to sign up to, to, to host and to wear jackets on the car park and to um, help us serve refreshments? Why do we bother? Why do we put so much effort into this one-off season which seems to have such a lot of build-up and then goes like that? Am I right? Why do we bother to do that? What is the why behind the what? And I want to explain to you tonight why we do all that, okay? In Proverbs 18, there's a verse where it says that a gift opens the way for the giver. And some of you already, how many of you bought any Christmas gifts at all? Ooh, how many of you are all done? No way! Julie Mills, you're the only one. A round of applause for Julie Mills. Come on, that's just amazing. We just feel like we should bow Julie before you. She's our administrator, and there you go. You've got it. See, already organized. That's amazing. But, you know, when you, when, you, when you think about gifts for your beloved, all right, or your beloved ones or whatever, and the kids and all that, because they're not the beloved ones. They probably are. Uh, when it comes up to the big day, isn't it true that you put all that effort into the gift and all that effort into wrapping the gift up? And isn't it true if you've got kids, especially little ones, they rip everything apart, they push it to one side, and they say, where's the next one, don't they? It's like they haven't even noticed the gift that you've put there. And there's all this thing. But the gift opens the way for the giver. And what I want to share with you tonight is that, you know, we get so caught up in the Christmas season between all of the, the, the wrapping and, and the trappings and all of that. And we all get caught up in that, that we miss out on the gift. But the biggest gift of all, we all know, is not something you can buy online or from a store. It's something that God himself sent from heaven, and that's Jesus. And don't we need that gift this Christmas time? Don't we need that in our world? The Bible says in Isaiah that this gift, it will be a wonderful counsellor. He will be the Prince of Peace. He will be mighty God, the everlasting Father. Don't we need some of that in our world? Don't we need that? We need a bit of peace, don't we? We need some counsel. We need some might and some everlasting fatherness. We need that in our world. So I want to tell you the why behind the what, and then I'm going to dare you to do something. And what I'm going to share with you is not original to me, I wish it was. This is a talk that I heard a few years ago uh, from a lady called Charlotte Scanlon Gamble from Life Church in Bradford. And it was so brilliant, and I have shared it with you before. I want to share it again, because this, when I heard it, I thought, this is exactly why we do what we do at Christmas. She's put it into words. And so if you've got a Bible, Luke 19, this seems a strange text to look at when you're thinking about Christmas, but it's really, really good. Luke 19, verse 2 to 10. And this is the story of a short man, okay, of a short man who encountered God. 
okay? Now, big men can encounter God as well, all right, and women. But this is a short guy, okay? And his name was Zacchaeus. And the story, we pick it up in verse 2. It says, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. In other words, this man is a man of the faith. He's just kind of wandered away. For the son of man, which is a reference to himself, Jesus, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. This is what Simon talked about on Sunday. You know, save people, save people. Like Jesus, we've come to seek and save the lost. This guy, Zacchaeus, heard the buzz on the streets. Jesus was in town. He heard the fact that Jesus was in town. And it says in verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. It's really interesting. All across the world, something is stirring. There are a lot of bad things happening in the world. We know that. There's a lot of good things happening in the world. Do you know the biggest move of God on the planet is in Iran? Iran, where mullahs, okay, which are imams and mullahs and, and, and Islamic leaders, are having revelations of who Jesus is and coming to faith. And Muslims in their scores are coming to Christ. There is a buzz, even in our Western culture. You know, there's a thing that's going around at the moment. It started in Reading. Uh, then it, it's gone to uh, Liverpool, it's now in Southampton, it's coming to Warsaw I think next there. And there's a whole thing where there's a whole kind of thing going on where people, ordinary people are being trained to go out on the streets and to share their faith. Okay, In a non-crazy, strange, offensive, insulting way, because that doesn't do anything for anyone, but in a very natural way, but a supernaturally natural way. And we're seeing lots and people are seeing lots of people who are making commitments to Christ. People do want to see who Jesus is. Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. And there are still people in our community who do want to see who Jesus is. The problem is they're too short. The problem is they can't quite see him. The problem is like Zacchaeus, they can't quite get over the crowd of the stuff to actually see who Jesus really is. And the reality is you and I are the people who are supposed to reveal who Jesus is. But the other great news, because that's great news as well, is that Christmas is a great season to show who Jesus is. Because Christmas creates a buzz like no other time in the year. And the reality is, you know, it's a window. Every church leader that I always speak to, and when I speak to a lot, always says the same thing. Whether they're in a church like us, whether they're in an older traditional church, whether they're in a small church or a big church, Every church gets a massive spike over the Christmas season. Because still in our culture, people want to come at Christmas time. And because I think deep down, some of it of course is religion and is tradition and all of that. But deep down, I think there is a longing in people to get a look at who Jesus really is. They just can't kind of see who Jesus really is. And this guy had two barriers to seeing Jesus. One was his size and the other was the crowd. And here it comes. It just so happened that a tree was right there where it needed to be. 
So Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was, but he couldn't get there because of his size and because of the crowd. No fault of his own. It just so happened that a tree was where it needed to be. The tree enabled Zacchaeus to get a proper look at who Jesus was. Here it is. Christmas provides the buzz. We have to provide the tree. Christmas provides the buzz. We have to provide the tree. This year, we will provide some great trees and we will invite people to climb the tree to get a little bit of a fresh look at who Jesus is. And um, I'm going to, in a little while, I'll show you what some of those things are. But the, the Christmas fair for all the family, the production, the wonder production, um, the, the, the gig that we've got uh, after uh, on the 20th of December, uh, Christmas Eve service, so many opportunities. They're like trees that people can just climb on and get a little look at who Jesus is. And in all of that, there's this massive thing that we're doing about partnering with Acorns Hospice and Russell's Hall Children's Department to try and give toys to kids who are maybe suffering from terminal diseases, uh, illnesses or their siblings. That's a brilliant thing. It's a great thing for the church to do. And it gives someone a tree to have a look at who Jesus really is. Because Jesus doesn't just care about us singing songs. He cares about kids who are dying and their siblings, doesn't he? And so all these things are trees. But you know, there's something even more than that. Jesus stopped and he looked up to Zacchaeus and he said, come down, mate. I want to come to your house today. We want to say at every event that we do, there will be some come down moments. There'll be some moments where we can say, hey, it's great that you've got this little look at who Jesus is. But we want to invite you to come down because there's more. Now, here's the thing. Whether they climb the tree is their choice. If they do climb the tree, whether they come down is their choice. I can guarantee you two things. We will provide some great trees this Christmas and we will provide some great come down moments. Whether they choose to climb it or come down is completely up to them. But we are going to provide the tree. So if we provide the tree, where's the dare? The dare is this. We'll provide the tree and we'll provide the come down moments. Listen to me. The dare is this. You've got to invite someone. What we've got to do is to invite someone. If there is a buzz, which there is at Christmas, if there is something actually deep in the heart of many people, not everybody, but many people, where they do want to get a fresh look at who Jesus is, we'll provide the tree, we'll provide the come down moments. We're asking you and we're daring you, will you invite someone? I'm praying right now about people that I want to invite this Christmas and I will be inviting some. And if we will invite someone, it's up to them whether they come. Okay, and climb the tree. Having climbed the tree, it's up to them whether they come down to engage with Jesus. We know that last Christmas, people came to the Christmas events and this year they are following Jesus and serving him here in this church. That's amazing. But there'll be many who will come to the event, they'll climb the tree and they won't come down, but they'll have climbed the tree. And they'll have had another fresh look at Jesus. And who knows that something will happen in 2017 that will cause them to think, do you know what? When I climb that tree and I got a fresh look at Jesus, maybe I'll go and check it out again. That's what we're about. We're about creating trees so that other people can get a fresh look at who Jesus is. Isn't that cool? I think that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So the dare, the dare to be challenged is to pray and then make a list of people that you can invite to a Christmas event. And I'm just going to quickly scan through them. So on November the 25th, we've got a Christmas fair. Very, very low key. All right, very, very low key. It's something for all the family. It's in a couple of Fridays' time. You can invite some families, come along with them. It's one of those very low kind of, uh, you know, 
um, challenge events really, uh, but it gives people a little look into who Jesus is. And then on December the 10th and 11th is our Wonder Performance, which was launched on Sunday. There's already over 600 tickets gone, 600 between Sunday and today. We've only got 1,200, all right? So if you want to come to that event and you want to invite someone, don't think about it until December. You've got to do it now, okay? You've really got to think over the next few days, the next week or so, who are you going to pray for and who are you going to invite? That's going to be an amazing uh, experience. And then on December the 20th, We've got a gig on a Tuesday night with Philippa Hanna. Many of you will know Philippa Hanna and Abby and Chris Eaton, part of this church. I'm just speaking to them today. They're just about to go out to America and they're doing a Christmas tour in the States. Uh, Chris has just written some more songs with Amy Grant uh, uh, and he's going to be there on her new Christmas album. He's going to be performing some of those songs here. Philippa Hanna is an amazing artist, written a lot of incredible songs, supported a lot of very famous kind of secular bands and stuff, but she's got a great uh, testimony and a great presence about her. They're going to be here on on Tuesday, December the 20th, so you can get tickets for that. And then on Christmas Eve, again, loads of people who don't normally come to church come on Christmas Eve at 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve. Some of them have just rolled out of the pub, and that's okay. That's perfectly okay, because when they come here, hopefully there's a different kind of spirit, okay, here. But we want to pray that even in those moments, as we turn from Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, that they'll get a fresh look at who Jesus is. Isn't that amazing? So there are four amazing trees that will give people the chance to get a different look at Jesus. So I want to encourage you. We're going to, we're going to worship again in a moment. I want to encourage you. We're going to pray for a moment. If I want to ask the band to come back up. But I just wanted to explain that to you as we go into this season, the why behind the what. And I found that such a helpful thing that actually, you know, we've got to just find a tree. And, and, and if someone can climb a tree, then maybe Jesus will stop. And maybe there's a come down moment. And then maybe like Zacchaeus, they would come down and they would enter into a relationship with Jesus. And that will change everything. But he would have never have seen Jesus if it hadn't been for the tree. And maybe our responsibility is to build a tree. And then to invite some people to come to it and get a better look at who this Jesus really is. So I want to dare you to come with us, okay, over the next few weeks. Let's think and pray about who we can invite. Why don't we stand for a moment? Why don't we stand? And... Um, yeah, maybe just turn again in groups and just, just pray for the Christmas season. Uh, here's, the, here's the events coming up. Okay, if, you wanna, if you're fed up of praying for those people, to go and find someone else to pray with. I'm only joking. Okay, but th- let's just, just take a couple of minutes just to pray uh, into those events and pray for this season. And we don't just want great events. We want to see people really get a fresh look at who Jesus is. Okay, and there will be invitations to come down. Obviously, Alpha will be the big one, but there'll be other opportunities where we'll encourage people. I remember some of the Christmas events we've done where, where we've asked people to light a candle or to write something down. And there's been, you know, tears as, as people have, who don't normally come to church have encountered God in that moment and the presence of God. And maybe they didn't go on to do anything with it, but they encountered God in that moment. And that's all we can do, isn't it? And let the Holy Spirit work in people's lives. So just spend a, a little bit of time just in prayer for the Christmas season. And then we'll, we'll kind of worship and, 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 f- and finish uh, the evening together. So let, let's just take a moment now just to, just to pray and to, and to really say, God, we're going to commit these trees to you. These are trees. Okay, sycamore trees in Israel have got very low branches. They're very easy to climb up. And, and that's why we want to make these events really accessible, okay? A lot of them have a lot of fun. We'll use songs and things that people will connect with. That, that's about a low branch. So someone can step up a little bit. But there will always be the gospel 
and there'll be an op- especially in the wonder production there'll be the gospel there and there'll be an opportunity for someone to to take another step okay to come down and to take another step whether that's to sign up for something or to come to alpha or whatever there will always be that opportunity so let's pray that that God will use these great trees as opportunities for people to get a fresh look at who Jesus is and as you begin to pray let, let God speak to you about people that you can invite, okay? Because that's the, that's the challenge. Dare to be someone that invites this Christmas season. Let's pray.